Blog Talk Radio. Everyone, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Uh, there's a lot of feedback. Can you? Um, I'm not sure what's causing it. Can you hear me? All right. Well, Michael is getting ready to call back in. My apologies, everybody, to the technical difficulties we are having this morning already. That just means we're going to have a hot, hot, hot topic today and an epic cover conversation about relationships. And get your questions ready. Be on go when we start talking. Um, because I have wanted to do this conversation so long, and Michael is just the right person to kick off my relationship um, series. Yeah, that's what it's going to be. It will be a relationship-based series, and you all will be a part of um, of that today. So get your um, questions ready and your feedback, and um, phone number to call in to answer ask questions or to make a comment is 347-539-5772, Hi, is this Michael? Yes, this is Michael. Uh, okay. <laughs> there was so much feedback. Thank you so much for, um, was that you calling back? Because this is a different number. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's me. Uh, I, I, right. I try to, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, you know we're talking about relationships, and I am loving, absolutely loving your book, Why Guess When You Can Know, Meeting Mr. Right versus Mr. Right Now. I'm loving this well, book. Thank you. I promise you. Thank you. You should see the highlights and the sticky notes I have on here for this conversation today. You should definitely take this on the road. I told Angela um, this would be, I would compare it to Hill Hopper's Conversations, did you see oh, that okay. or read the book? Yeah. Yeah. Of course, of course yeah. I read it. Okay. So it, it it has lots of potential, lots of potential to take you far, <laughs> far, 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 far. Oh, yeah. I'm not just saying that. I get books in the middle of the time. Every day I'm getting two or three books. So, And, of course, you know a lot of my own relationships. But this is the one that I'm really enjoying and that I would gladly endorse. It is awesome. I'm going to hold you to that in a moment. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so tell us a little about yourself, and then we will go into our conversations because, of course, you know I have just so many questions, but I will uh, be gracious and allow the callers um, to call in with their questions as well. But I have a ton to keep this conversation going, and um, hopefully you will um, oblige me by answering them from your perspective, okay? But tell us uh, briefly about yourself. Well, I'm a native Washingtonian. 
I uh, I spent most of my uh, youth in either transportational real estate. I made a lot of money, accomplished a lot of things, but uh, I wasn't feeling fulfilled. And I love mentoring. I'm a romantic at heart. And I really want to change because of my president and other people. Other people inspire me too, but I want to change just the way my generation is perceived and the way we perceive love and relationships. So. Hmm. How it's perceived. Well, I hope you'll be more inclusive of those generations prior to you and those that are coming after you because this is this will be <laughs> we can all learn something um if we read this book because there were so many things that just really touched my soul and then those were some that stepped on my toes. Um so, uh, I'm ready to have a conversation now that we know, you know, why you wanted to write this book, and that's a, a very, very super important reason is, you know, a perception is reality, of course. So we're going to change all of that, and we're going to help a lot of people, regardless of um, any anything, race, religion, age, econ- <laughs> socioeconomic background. This book will help all of us, and it's timeless information, so it will be read for generations to come, I'm sure. Okay, so um, I, I I read your bio, but I am a. Are you married? No. Okay, because I I know there's a gentleman in the book, and he's married, right? In one of these scenarios, yeah. is the same guy. Okay. Okay. One of them, not is all um, life experience, but they're not my personal story. I'm I'm a hold I'm a hold myself to that. I'm going to keep that up, that they not personal story because I don't want to be in nobody's courtroom in the boat. <laughs> I just told somebody you shared something that was confidential. So these are just scenarios that you um, created, I suppose, that are real life based. Well, yeah, I wanted, I wanted scenarios that people can relate to. I mean, I've mm-hmm. found that I've read books and I've heard advice, but it didn't. I, I didn't really understand where the author or the speaker was coming from. I mean, make me understand where you're at, where you're coming from. Where, tell me how this applies to me so I can help myself by using this information wisely. Well, if I if I would guess based on, and I have not finished the book because, like I said, I have been reading this book and I've been highlighting and putting sticky notes everywhere. <laughs> you should see my book. It's a hot mess. Um, <laughs> but I will do better as I finish reading it. And I want to end this conversation. Hopefully uh, we will get to, I think it's almost the last chapter. Of course, I went to the back of the book to see how you were ending it. But placing yourself in front of Mr. Right, because I think that's what most women and men want to know. How, how do you do this? After we said all of this and we've done all of that, how do we find Mr. Wright and um, for my male listeners, how do they find Mrs. Wright? So let's start from the beginning because I think one of the, um, in your introduction, I love the introduction. People, you have to buy the book so that when he comes back on, we can have a more informed dialogue about what's going on in our relationships and hopefully people have will use some of this stuff and, and report to you, email you or Facebook you or something and say, hey, Michael, 
read your book and it really helped me and now I'm engaged to the woman of my dreams or hey Michael I'm I'm engaged to the man of my dreams so <sighs> okay so were you hearing a lot of chitter chatter from different people about relationships and lack thereof or was there a lot of infidelity that you were noticing what other than you wanted to change the perception of your generation and how it relates to relationship what was your um, inspiration for writing this book, well, in addition to what you stated. Initially, I, uh, I, I've, I've always been the male that had to represent all men. When uh, I have a bunch of female friends, I have five sisters, five younger sisters. I have like a huge family in Washington metropolitan area. I have like seventy six cousins, bunch of girls, bunch of girls. <laughs> And I've always been around them. And I, I have a lot of female friends in real estate, doing real estate. Uh, I'm pretty sure you and your listeners know most women purchase homes way before men do. They prioritize different. So I've met a lot of women in my lifetime, and I've had a lot of conversations in my relationship. And I try to um, give a new perspective. Always when I'm talking is because I hate that sometimes relationships break people, and just the mm-hmm. thought of, of heartbreak breaks people. And I thought somebody need to say something. Somebody need to stand up and say, "Hey, it's not all that bad." And if you keep the faith and you do what you're supposed to do, the right person is out there. And nobody was saying that. Nobody was. I've seen, heard, read a million and one points of views of relationships. And most of them always circle back to either settling or giving you unrealistic uh, advice for this fictional person that you'll never meet. And nobody was actually saying, hey, if you want to meet them, the same thing you just said. I want to go to the last chapter because I want to know how I meet this person. All that other (laughs) stuff is great. (laughs) Tell me how I meet it. And I've been helping women do that for quite some time, just giving them different perspectives so they can say, okay, well, what am I doing wrong? Or what, why, why are men so horrible? Why are men so bad? Or why I can't find a good one? Are all of them gone? Or X, Y, and Z. You know, you've heard the million reasons why they're not happy in a relationship. And I say, okay, I'm going to tell you how to do it. I'm going to tell you what you need to do to get what you need to get from a relationship. But, you got to stick within these guidelines is because, you know, relationship conversation can go on for hours, for days, for weeks. We can turn on, you can let you open your phone line, and we can have callers calling till we're old and gray in our rocking chair. So I said, if I give you these guidelines that you stick to and I give you a strategy on how to find this person, you should be fine. You should be able to fit this to your own personal life and not have to, conform to be anyone that you're not. You should be you and be happy at that. Mm-hmm. Okay, you you said so many things, and I started writing um, <laughs> things I wanted to address as you just <laughs> made your statement, your opening statement, I say. So one of the questions, and I like how you are very blank, point blank in your um, writing, and you're asking the same questions that I hear people ask all of the time. I I guess I would be the female version of you because I get guys all the time that are asking me certain questions about women. 
and why they act like this, and why do they mean stay, but yet they say go? Why do they mean um, I don't mind when they really do mind? Why, why do they expect men to read their minds? Those are the most questions I get from the guys about women. So if I were to ask you, what is the single most of the top two or three questions women ask you about men, what would they be? What would those questions are there be? Any, are there any good men left? Where do I find them? And do all men cheat? <laughs> okay, well, let's start with those. Um, <laughs> now, the first one is so easy for me, and, and I tell people this. I know there are a lot of stats, but I, I give just a little – um, attention to what statistics say because it depends on who's doing the, the um, report and who they're asking. And, of course, you hear that there are, depending on what city or state, like in Tennessee or Atlanta, there are 10 women to every one good man. Well, of course, I don't believe that. I do not believe that stat. I don't give in to it. Nobody can prove that to me because I meet guys every day. If I walk out the house, and I'm not saying this in a braggadocious way, I'm just saying this as, as if I were to do my own poll. There are a ton of good men out there, number one, and there are a ton of men out there who want to meet Mrs. Wright, Ms. Wright too. So they're searching, they're searching. So well, what do you I, say? Can what I you say? for that? Yeah, well, yeah, go ahead. I was going to ask you. Man, listen, I want all your your listeners to hear me say this and be I'm very, very clear when I say that if you are between the ages of twenty five and thirty five, there are currently more men in America than there are women. When you go between thirty five and forty five, it's only twenty to thirty thousand more of y'all than it is of us. So that whole okay. 10 to 1, what about men in jail, that's crazy because even if, ladies and gentlemen, please, go go to the Census Bureau website and just look at the numbers. I mean, don't take uh, the local magazine that are trying to sell magazines, uh, views and opinions. Go look at the, look at the numbers, the point blank numbers. There are plenty of men out here. There are plenty of good men out here, and I know that a lot of a lot of women believe that there aren't any good men, and nobody actually steps up and say, "Hey, I'm a good man. I, I, I believe in love. I want to get married. I want to be faithful." <laughs> and, it's because it's not cool. It's not what it's not what people. It's not no. It's not what's considered the norm. So I say, I'm I'm a, I'm a step up. I'm I'm gonna say I'm a good man because I really don't want to have a bunch of women, and I don't want to uh, always be a player. I don't want to be Hugh Hefner. I want to be Barack Obama. And I don't mean All right. Because, you know what I'm saying? I mean, and the, that man is happy. I mean, extremely happy. He loves his wife to death. I mean, and everybody, and even when I talk about him, I hear people say, well, how do you know that? You don't know what's going on. I can see by the way he hold her. The way he kissed yeah, her. Yeah, and he public. looks at her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I mean, his actions. You can't fake that. Out. Yeah, you cannot yeah. fake passion. You can't. So that's that. But go ahead. What's the, what was the second one? <laughs> uh, where do you find them? Where do you find um, good men? Well, okay, so the first one, the first question kind of ties into the second one. When you say there's no, there's no men out here, no good, are there any good men out here? 
good man, a good man is all perspective. Now, if you're in media, if you're into helping people, if you're into uh, public speaking, it's a certain you are a certain type of person, and just because a per a guy comes along and a change attire or he has a lot of money or he is real big in the church doesn't make him a good man to you. Essentially, all of us in in a world, I say 95% of human beings are good. You just got to look at it from their perspective. Mm-hmm. Where you find a good man at is where you're most comfortable at, where you're most comfortable being you, where you are at home and at peace with, where you're happy at. And you can't find a good man in church if that's not your thing. You can't find a good man at a sports bar or a sporting event if it's not your thing. And I don't just mean, like, because even guys, I can go to a basketball game, and I love basketball. But if I'm at a New York Knicks, if I'm at Madison Square Garden, and I'm a Heat fan, just because I'm sitting next to a guy who's also a basketball fan, but if he's a Knicks fan, he's looking at me, we don't have we have, the only thing we have in common is our love for, for that sport and our hatred for each other. We don't have a bond that we can build an everlasting relationship, and that works the same way with the man and female perspective. Just because you can sit down and watch a game on a Sunday or the weekend and you kind of can follow, you can follow along doesn't mean that that's the perfect man for you or doesn't mean that's where you'll find the man you're looking for. If you don't live and die, uh, that sport like that man does, then you really won't have much in common. So if you're looking for a good man, you need to find out where you're comfortable at, where you're most comfortable being you, and look within that realm of people is because mm-hmm. that's what he is. That is so good, which leads me to the question or my own personal observation. Women... And, and I'm not generalizing. And we're not saying all women. I'm not saying all women. I'm not saying all men when I make my own personal statements. I'm saying the women that I've heard, the women that I've seen, the women that I've had conversations with or read about, this is what I'm saying. <laughs> it's it's so difficult for women to find a good man, a man, I think, because women are so busy trying to be someone else. So when you do find a good man, he's not going to recognize you or he, or if you find this right. I don't think he's going to recognize you because you're not truly the woman that he was built for, you were built to become because you, you have not become her yet. I think that's one of the biggest reasons that um, Mr. Wright and Ms. Wright, they don't get together because, you know, a soulmate to me or the person that you're going to marry, they have a certain DNA that's built to recognize you when they see you, when they hear you, mm-hmm. when they smell you. They, there's a there's an antenna that goes out and says, you know, that's him, that's her, because you mm-hmm. have you fit that DNA that they were built to to recognize. But when we are so busy uh, being someone else or trying to be this person that we think he would want, we miss each other. So I want you to elaborate on that or if you agree or disagree. Uh no, I agree. I um and I'm gonna give my disclaimer too. There's absolutely no absolutes on earth. So nothing absolutely applies to anybody. There's nothing that I say that's an absolute. But what I can say 
is that the person that you're meant to be with, and let me be very clear, the reason that's why I wrote the book and I named, I titled the book Meeting Mr. Wright, because ladies, I personally don't believe you have to go out and find a man. He, he He's looking for you. Trust me, I'm looking for her. I'm desperately looking for her. I think about her all the time. And I want you to understand that the only you no one can love you more than you love you. No one will ever be able to make you happy. They can enhance the happiness you have. But mm-hmm. if you are concerning yourself with what the media or society tells you is beautiful or you should be or you shouldn't be or what you should do and what you shouldn't do, you won't be able to be who you are. And the only time how I define love, one of the ways I define love, I should say, is a person that can understand and can appreciate you for who you are and how special you are. They know that you're special, and they understand why. And they that person will never be able to enter your life if you're busy trying to be something you're not, so they can't see why you're so special. If you have the ability to reach out and touch a person through word, through song, or, you know, you have a keen understanding of some situation or fellowship through the church, and that's what makes you special. And I'm talking about the things that really defines you, a substance. I ain't talking about you got first straight hair or you tall or <laughs> anything crazy like that. Those are features. Those are not substance. I mean, something that really defines you as a person. My will defines me. My my unique perspective on the world defines me. And if a woman can't see that within me and she doesn't understand it, she doesn't get it, I can't be with her because she doesn't understand me. And if right. a man doesn't understand who you are, then you shouldn't be with him. You just shouldn't. It ain't no big to do about it. It's black and white. Don't do it. So, yes, I do agree with you. If you are being someone you you shouldn't be or you're trying to live up to some expectation, you're trying to mold yourself into the person that you think the person that you're supposed to be with wants, you will be alone for a very long time until you find the love that you have to have for yourself within yourself. Right, you said something that I, I say all the time that, and, and it's so wrong and it's so unfair when we expect another person and we hold them accountable for our happiness. I have seen that in, in relationships. I've seen that in marriages. And, 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 you know, it goes beyond somebody's age or how much money they have or race. If that person that you're currently married to or dating is unhappy, I don't care if you broke the moon and you gave it to them and you gave them the stars, that's not going to make them happy. Temporarily, maybe. But because yeah. that's, not, that's not our job. I don't care. That is not somebody else's job, and you need to stop holding people accountable for your happiness because it's not going to happen. You're going to wear them out. <laughs> you're going to wear yeah. them out and uh-huh. run them off if you think they're supposed to make you happy. That's not going to happen. I don't care who you are, it's not going to happen. So I really, I totally agree with that. And so I wanted to talk, you said something in your book that I thought, this is one of the things I thought was really profound. 
that the physical and mental connection, and I'm quoting from your book on page 44, the physical (laughs) and mental connection (laughs) needs to be there from the get-go. If your initial reaction to someone is pretty indifferent, but you find that they grow on you, more than likely that relationship will succeed for a short amount of time. Because after the so you don't say because after the so-called honeymoon phase, what little things you found a little unappealing, bland, or insincere about that person will only be amplified. Totally, yep. but they think uh, either they're gonna stop doing it or it won't bother me as much. <laughs> well, I did a lot of research when I wrote the book. I, I one of the most common questions I get is, "What make you an expert? <laughs> and who said you right?" And it was you know, my opinion. And I did I did a panel to write the book. I took uh professionals and I did a lot of research, uh, counselors, therapists, and the reason I brought all that up is to say one of the counselors, the marriage counselor, said told me that every couple that sits in that room comes in with the same mindset. Every couple that come in for counseling came in with the same mindset. They both had the same intentions when they got married. The man went down the aisle thinking to himself, if she does not change one thing and she stays this way for the rest of my life, I'll be happy. And a woman came down with one thought on her mind. If he changed these couple of things, then he'd be the perfect man. <laughs> And the counselor told me every person, every couple that came in, came in with that same mindset. Like, and mm. it was crazy. Like, you know, you he will never grow on you, never. And after you get married and you realize that, okay, you still ain't happy. Because it always comes back to that. It always comes back to happiness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We, mm-hmm. we are looking for that happiness. And until you find it within yourself, Nobody's going to ever be able to give it to you. He might be funny. He may be smart. He may be very attractive. He may be all, any of these things, but not all of these things. It it gets old. And you might hold on to him because he's a provider. He's a protector. He's just not attractive. (laughs) And so after you get married (laughs) and some time go by, you start to, and I've actually talked to some of the people I interviewed were married. And I've talked to some of them, and they said to me, you know, I deserve to be happy. I said, yeah, everybody does. But you ain't think about that before you went down the aisle. You ain't think how that would affect the other person. Well, you know, I didn't look at it like that when I was back then because I was young. I was like, but that that's not, you know, that's not going to make it any better when you break this person's heart. They expect it when you married them or you started this relationship that you had the same intentions as well. A man a man loves with his eyes. And if he projects on you this image of being this perfect woman, that's good enough for him until he spends some time and he realizes that's not realistic. And if a lady does the same thing from the mental side and projects on him, he can change to be this, that, and the other, it's just not going to work. It's not. <clears throat> I, I, I'm sorry to say, but it's not. And, <laughs> Don't I mean, apologize because it will not work. It, it will won't. not work. 
Okay, before I go back to the book, I want to I want to ask you the question, you know, because we talked about the top three questions and you answered um, the first two, but we didn't spend any time on the third one. And to me, it is the most asinine question in the world. Do all men yeah. cheat? That is yeah. the stupidest question I think anybody could ask, but that is the most asked question to do. Yes. So, and I just for the sake of, I know everybody's asking that question. I want you to elaborate on do all men cheat? No, I, I've never met, honestly, and I always answer the question this way, which always creates a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of conversation. I've never met a man in my life that cheated. Not a man. Mm. I've met a lot of adult males. I've met a lot of boys. But I've never met a man that cheat. Men either do one or two things. They leave or they go without. I mean, but I've never met a man that cheat. I haven't. If a man, every man I know, and every man that I've ever met, he a man. He doesn't attack himself to someone he doesn't want to be with, and he won't allow himself to be mistreated. So he's not going to put himself in a situation where he doesn't fully commit. So he won't cheat. Now, if you're a male, adult male, or you're a boy or whatever you want to call him, he will cheat because he's looking for happiness. And he's looking for happiness between some other woman's legs. That's rational because he, again, like everybody else, thinks to himself he deserves to be happy. But I've never met a man in my life that cheats, Not, not one. I've never met one. I mean, if he's a man, if he's truly a man, he won't settle down unless he finds exactly what he's looking for. And he feels an a incredible connection with that woman. He won't. He just won't He won't give in. And when he does settle down, he don't want to be with nobody else. Like I said, I can always go back to the most powerful black man on earth, and he will probably most likely die the most powerful black man on earth. And he got, I'm pretty sure, have generally any woman he want. And he don't, and trust me, if it wasn't dirt to find, they would have found it. He want to be just with her. I, I agree with that. And we're talking about, and, and even in your book you talk about um, the difference between an adult male and a, a, a man. And I want you to say real because you don't even need that word. You don't need the adjective. You don't need the adverb real. You just say man because that should accomplish, you know, inc- be inclusive of all the great traits of a man. And then you talked about sacrifice, and I want to talk about that. But we have a caller or some callers. I'm going to take at least one. And I want us to go back to our conversation because I know most people are just listening. They're not going to call in, but we do have a person on the line. I'm not sure if they're just listening or they uh, want to make a comment. So are you ready, Michael? Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> All right, everybody that's listening via your computer, the phone number to call is 347-539-5772. We're going to area code 901, prefix 546. Hi, call. You're on Loretta McNary Live. Hello. Hi. Hello. Do you have a question or a comment? No, I was just listening today, but because <laughs> I happen to take my break, I work on the phone. But um, I am interested to find out. I kind of got in the middle of it, so I need to know the name of the book and the author. The name of my Michael, book go is ahead. Yeah. Why Guess When You Can Know, Meeting Mr. Right versus Mr. Right Now, and my name is Michael Newman. Okay. 
N E W N A N M A N. Yes. Okay. And uh, my website is meetmrrightbook.com. All right. All right. Well, I'm going to put you back on hold, and if you feel like you have a question, just press the number one, and um, I go back to you because we've already answered the top three questions that women ask, and men ask, but it just changes. Um, are there any good men in the world? And how do I meet them? And then the third, which we just uh, were elaborating on, do all men cheat? And so those are the top three, but we've talked about so many other things. So I'm going to put you back on hold, and if you want, Thanks, you press number one. You're welcome. Hold that. All right, so this this part that we talked about, sacrifice, and I I'm, I'm know I'm all over the place with this because I'm jumping through this book because I love this book so much. And, Michael, I need you to say you will come back on, okay? Of course. I need you to come back on the show because this is a hot topic for everybody. And I really do want people to experience um, happy, fulfilling, mutually um Great marriages. I don't. I don't like marriages where the person will say, "I'm spoiled." I think you are selfish <laughs> if you're saying that because you have to give as good as you get. And I heard a lot of professors say, and this was the key to marriage. He said, "Marriages end up in divorce when the other person starts being selfish. When they stop serving each other, that's when the the problems start, and you get to divorce court. When you start saying it's all about me, and you stop serving your mate." Because if your mate serves you and you serve your mate, then you all, you too, everybody's happy and being served so, you know, the marriage can last, plus good communication. Do you want to add to that before I go to the next question? I think you wrapped that up. (laughs) I can't can't, uh, anything. (laughs) Yeah, because you even mentioned that you say um, a lot of people say I'm I'm giving 50%. And so if everybody's in a relationship and you're only giving 50, I'm only giving 50, then that means the other half that I should be giving is going somewhere else, so I'm not fulfilled. So everybody should say I'm giving 100%. Yeah, 100, 110, 150. Yeah. You should yeah. be all the way. The minimum should be 100%, right? Yeah, yeah. I agree with that 100%. Yeah. Uh, okay. You should, now, you this should is one of be my completely in. Completely in all the time. Um, unconditionally, it should, you shouldn't withhold your love because he didn't take out the trash or she forgot to cook your favorite meal. You should talk about those things. You shouldn't hold them in and, you know, oh. Well, anyway, this is on page 71. <laughs> there are many things that separate adult males from men, but the primary characteristic that separates the two is, and this is huge, Sacrifice. sacrifice. The single most yeah. life-altering difference between adult males and the man with whom you would like to spend the rest of your life loving is that one simple ability, and that's sacrifice. I love that. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think, men and adult males get grouped together so much, and I really don't like it. You know, I really, I can't hate would be a strong word, but I really. Is like the fact that, you know, it's men that have accomplished so much and that have sacrificed so much to be the man they are. And if they get grouped in with everybody else, it feels like you're taking away from them. It feels like you are kind of like putting them down. When you sacrifice, because any man who's accomplished anything in life, whether it be, uh, 
through education, financially, or anything. He has a leg up. So he has the ability to, you know, flaunt it and take advantage of it. You know, good men, hard to find. Everybody, you know, likes flashy things. So if you have this man who's taking the time not to be going around sleeping with a bunch of women or doing, you know, just crazy things, he had to sacrifice through temptation because most people will tell you, man, if I was you, I'd be doing X, Y, and Z. And he won't <laughs> because he knows that, and, I, and make no mistake, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not saying you should applaud a person for doing what they're supposed to do. But I, I do want to be honest in saying that most people don't do what they're supposed to do. And it takes a lot to, to say no at times. No, saying no is a talent. Like, you, you know better when you don't go out, when you don't drop out of school, when you, just like single mothers who don't give up, you have to applaud them. And you cannot put them in the same category as women who sit, sit around and do nothing. I feel the same way about men. Men sacrifice. I mean, they do what they're supposed to do. You're not supposed to have a bunch of kids. You're not supposed to not be a father. You're not supposed to sit around and not work. And there's men out here that make the sacrifice, sacrifice their body, their health, their time, all that, happily. It's because they feel as though they do it because they're meant and they're supposed to do it. And I think that should be recognized. I agree. I totally agree. So what do you think about people who can be friends, but they don't necessarily um, make that into a intimate or a more than platonic relationship? Like, you know, you say, yeah, I have a lot of women friends, and then I have a lot of male friends, but I don't look at them as being potential um, boyfriends Mate. or fiance, uh, yeah. fiance, but they're great men. Well, as a man, I can tell you, I'm not friends with any woman that I would could, could potentially be with. If I viewed a woman in that light, I would treat her as such. As a man, I, I can tell you that without question. And I, it's one of the things I talk about a lot with my female friends that you know they don't talk to me about me, but usually. When I hear them saying, you know, he's like a good friend or a best friend or something like that, they usually go on and say maybe me and him could be together or, you know, he just doesn't recognize me. I'm like, he's basically telling you no. Just like like Loretta, you just said, I don't look at you like that. We friends. <laughs> have nothing but nothing with you, but I don't look at you like that. <laughs> Ladies, if he doesn't, and they I'm hate saying, the friendship zone, though. They and I'm sure you have the reverse of this. Thank you. Yeah. You have the reverse of of that, and I'm like, well, I'm I, at this point in my age, I'm looking for and when I do go out with somebody, I'm going out to find out if if that person is the one. I'm not dating just to be dating. I'm not spending all because I have a lot of guy friends. So I don't need that reassurance that you know I won't die and be old. I don't need that because I know eventually I will meet him. So if there's, I have my you know your your gotta have and then those things that I may make an exception for, but I never change my gotta have in a man. And I know him. I like you said. I think of her. I dream of her. I'm praying for him. So 
I have to tell the guys that I allow to be in my circle, we just have a lot in common when it comes to professional things, spiritual things, and I wish that I knew women who I could partner them up with. But I know yeah. that the women that I know are not ready for that. Yeah. Well, I I see I see the kind of same thing that you see, but from my perspective of it, I think there's something lacking in any female, and I kind of pre, I, I kind of try to cut them off before it even gets started because I used to go through that so much with, you know, well, while we're not together, I'm not showing you that I want you. You should love yourself enough to want to be with somebody who wants to be with you. So that's why I always start that conversation off. But I'm with you. I, I know some great women. And I'd be, but I actually know some great men too. And I try to, you know, help them out as much as possible. Like y'all, maybe y'all would make a good couple, but I'm not gonna force y'all to be together. I put them in the same circles, and a couple of times I, it kind of worked out as well as I would have liked it to. But I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't, um, I don't subscribe to friends with benefits. I don't subscribe to. Um, Sleeping around or dating women who I don't, I couldn't be with. I uh, I have one question that uh, that's been a driving force ever since I started writing a book. A, a lady asked me one day. She said, "If you had to spend the rest of your life with the last person you were with, could you?" And of course, I said no. <laughs> and she was like, "You know, then you know, what are you doing?" And I think everybody should live under that. Would have done under that question when you're at the point when you're ready to settle down. Like if you're not strong enough to go without until to make those sacrifices until you meet a person that you can at least potentially spend the rest of your life with, then what are you doing? Mm. See, that's me. That's that's what I'm looking for. And like I said, um, and I, I'll ask my I just with my guy friends. I said, "Well, don't you have somebody you want to introduce me to?" No, my friends are dogs. I'm like, "You are such a selfish rabbit. All your friends are not <laughs> dogs. If they are, why are you hanging out with them?" But they they become endeared to me, and they only think. Um, and this is going to lead to my next question, which is also a part of your book. They don't think that their friends are, and I, I cannot stand this, but I'm going to say it because a lot of people say this are good enough. It's not that I don't think that any of those guys are good enough or guys are not good enough for me. Like I said, my radar is I want to prepare myself for who I was created to be his helpmate for. I'm preparing mm-hmm. myself. I'm I'm being changed and created to become her. So I'm not wasting my time because I don't want to have someone in my life just so I can have him until I get that man. I, I, don't, I wouldn't do that to somebody. Now, have I done that? Yeah. I'm guilty. I, I've done that in the we past, are. which was we not are. unfair. Yeah. <laughs> and I even, in my book, I apologize to the guys that I had dated and um, that were my intimate boyfriends. I had to apologize for them for um, taking up their time like that, knowing that that was, you know, not where it was going to lead into. So, when you talk about not being good enough in your book, I want you to, to elaborate on that because this guy was not good enough for this woman. Well, what do you mean when you say uh, not good enough? Well, I, ladies, 
honestly speaking, it's much harder, in my opinion, for men to find a woman than it is for a woman to meet a man. Is because just like with you, you're in a uh, very specific profession, and to be successful in that profession, it's very few single women that are successful in professions that are dominated by men. So when men see that, they gravitate toward it, and then they often um, want to be selfish, stingy, and they always say, you know, he's not good enough for you or I'm not good enough. Because we, in our minds, we don't, we have this, when we project on how we think you should be or our perfect woman would be, we project that you're going to want this and you're going to be like that without getting to know you. That's why the communication piece is so important. You have to have chemistry and communication. You have to be like-minded, and you have to have a, a physical attraction, I mean a serious connection. You have to have both. And that's how you get – I'm pretty sure that's how your friends come about because they're missing one or the other. And I'm going to leave spiritual out because spiritual is without question. But the physical and the mental part have to be there. And if we don't have a mental connection, then – I phys- physically, I might look at you and lust after you or be attracted to you, and I'm going to project because I'm not going to ask you. I, I'm not communicating with you. So I'm just going to assume that you want a guy that's like X, Y, and Z or vice versa. I can love talking to you. We can have the deepest conversations, but I think I need a six-pack. I got to be bigger. Maybe if I was taller, maybe if I dressed nicer. We just, that's, that's how men are. We, we we have these unrealistic expectations that no one said that we should have that we never even asked you. I mean, I meet women all the time that are beautiful, beautiful women who say men want to approach them. They can't meet a man. And that's why I wrote that book, to give you a strategy of how to find them, is because he, in his mind, is most likely thinking, you know, hey, if she's not opening herself up to me or at least smiling or something like that, maybe I'm not good enough for her. Maybe I'm not what she wants. Maybe I'm not there yet. Because, you know, there's no magic uh, bell that get wrong or person that come knock, tap you on your shoulder and say, hey, you know, you, you're perfect now. You can go out and find your, your perfect mate. You're the best version of yourself you'll ever be. You don't get that. So we, we project those things onto the person that we look for, and we just assume if that answers your question. Hopefully that does. Um, it added to it, and it created other questions, okay, because, again, I'll, I'll use my story. I'm, I'm transparent. I have had guys tell me that, Loretta, you you deserve an awesome man. You're, you deserve, and, and this is a pretty awesome guy telling me this, but, again, um, for some reason he didn't think that he was good enough. And I'm one of those um, ladies, I'm all, when I go out, my friends have teased me, my male and my, and we could go to like a grizzly game or something. Loretta, we're going to a ball game, not a ball, because when I'm stepping out, and this comes from my mom, I'm always, you know, picture ready, as they say. And I was uh-huh. doing that prior to my TV show. So, uh, and then guys, and but I'm smiling, I'm happy, I, I talk to you. And then I'll have these guys that will say, Loretta, one day you're going to meet the most amazing guy. And to me, they're saying they're already saying they're not worthy or they're not good enough for me because of their own insecurity or whatever. 
And that just breaks my heart, not because I want them to say something to me, that you would think that somebody is better than you. That breaks my heart. Well, in your in that particular scenario, because I'm a little clear on what you're saying, now, in that particular scenario, you he he may not be where he wants to be, and we get there. Like I have, I have standards that I want to put in place on myself before I would settle down. I can you know go out and meet a woman. I I, I know I can do that. I've been in relationships, like you said. I've been with with women and. It, it hasn't worked out. Most likely, more, more often than not, it's because I wasn't in the right place. And I won't allow myself to open up to this woman is because I don't believe I'm worthy. And what I mean by that is I want to have, I want to be able to provide a certain type of environment for my family. Just what I got pictured in my mind. And yeah. if I, until I get to that place, I won't, I won't allow myself to love like that. I won't even allow myself yeah. to date a woman that I would truly consider being with for the rest of my life. If I know, like right now, I'm starting my, my book tour and I'm out and I'm trying to help people and I want to change, I really want to change the perception of relationships and the perception of men. But this takes these 20-hour days. These is, I, would have to, I have to make a choice, either her or this. And I can choose her, and it's, it's, it's a no-brainer, really, ladies. It's a no-brainer whether it be her or this book. But I couldn't provide for her. I couldn't be the man that she deserved in my mind without seeing my dreams come true, without being happy, because this makes me happy to help, makes me happy. So back to what you were just saying, the story, the question that you, or the scenario you just posed to me, it's not that I think you're better than me. It's that I think that I need to work on me a little bit more. I'm acknowledging that. I need to work on me a little bit more is because I think you are perfect how you are, and I'm just not I'm not happy where I am. I'm not on oh, food control yet. Yeah, that is beautiful. I love that because I've even said that. I'm like, because some guys, I'm like, you're not, you're not even ready for what you think you're asking for. You should not even approach somebody until you're ready. And even my, I, my, one of my sons, he said, he said, I, I need to get myself together. I need to, you know, be able to provide for my wife. He doesn't even want to date again right now because he's that serious. And I almost cried because I'm like, what profound wisdom, did, you know, whose kid are you? Because that's exactly what he said. He's a, you know, because he he doesn't want to be dating, dating, dating. He is going, he's getting himself together so that when he does find her, and he's going to find her, she won't find him because he has very old fashioned values. This one does that. He will be ready. He will be ready yeah. to support her, and I think that is so beautiful. I, I tell you, when you meet a good woman, no matter what stage you are in that in in your life. She reminds you to keep pushing forward, to keep going. When 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 they meet you, Loretta, or when you they meet any of your listeners, and it's like you're a wonderful woman. I'm gonna keep going is because I know it's gonna be. I'm gonna find a woman that's meant for me when I get there. I don't need to be perfect. No, I don't need to be Bill Gates rich or 
six pack or none of that. I just have to be where I'm happy. And when I get to where I'm happy, I can focus all my time, every second of every day, loving you. And you can't get there if you got to split your day between her and work or her and health. Her and, I mean, you, you can't. You just can't because you will never be able to sleep at night. And most guys, guys, I'm not saying men, most guys know that somewhere in their heart too. And that's why they don't, they, you see these guys that have all these things that love these women that ain't no good and they won't leave them alone is because they like, I don't really want to go get a good woman. <laughs> I know I ain't about nothing. <laughs> and I really don't want to mess with her life. Now, this woman that I don't have no personal respect for or she don't have no respect for herself, I can, I can spend the rest of my life with her because she ain't going to put no undue expectations on me. That's just how, how, how people are. Yeah, I have a question from Facebook, from my inbox. What do men look for in a woman that he will marry? Uh, You got to get my book. (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) It's a whole chapter, seriously. It's a whole chapter. Um, (laughs) To be honest, go back to the beginning of, of, of this show, and I answered it. Men, the, the woman that a man will marry is the woman that really understands why he's special. He can communicate with her on a level that you couldn't imagine. Think, ladies, think about your best friend, your current best friend right now. Y'all have a connection, a mental connection that's deeper than, you know, everybody else. It's like y'all can look at each other and have a whole conversation with just a look. And... The only difference between that relationship and the relationship with the man that you're looking for or that you want to be with is that the chemistry has to be added, the physical the physical part. And that's, that's, that's what he's looking for. You know, we love with our eyes first as a man. As a man, I want a mm-hmm. woman that I see, blah, blah, blah. But to be quite honest with y'all, just to let y'all in without having to read the book, I actually go into it. If you, when you become a man, you you kind of let go of that picture perfect. What I see and think is so beautiful thing. You go back into caring much more about a woman that you can spend time with, a best friend, than you do one that looks like somebody off a magazine or looks like what you pictured in your mind as the perfect woman. I I care more about my mental connection and my spiritual connection with a woman than I do my physical one. Of course, my physical, my physical does end out. I ain't going to lie. If I ain't attracted to you, I ain't attracted to you. But, yeah, because I think it still has to be chemistry, and that's that physical attraction because that's what we, yeah, you know, even men and women. Yeah. Definitely, it's but not you me. can't, uh, oh, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. You go. can't what? You can't, uh, you can't have, he won't marry you if he just physically if he, if you have one and not the other, it won't happen. Just to answer the question, plain and simple to answer the question, because you really should read the book. But the plain and simple answer the question: If you want to find, if you want to know why or what motivates him to marry you, is when he finds both. When he finds everything, he good. He he won't wait another day. Period. Wow, wow. 
Oh, that was so good. That was a good answer. So, um, first, of course, you know, he and, and I want people to understand, physical attraction is relative. It's that person. There's no standard that fits all, whether it's a male version or the woman. There's no standard that fits us all. But if they, if you have that chemistry where you are physically attraction and on top of that, but, of course, in your 20s, it's just a physical attraction. Then in your 30s, it's like, well, I want a man that, you know, I can connect with. So that becomes the mental and the intellectual. And then by the time you're 40, if you're not married, you understand the value of having that spiritual likeness and connection and relativity in a person that you can relate to and they already have their relationship with um, God established. So it, it is those three things that by the time you're, you know, late 30s, early 40s and into your 50s, that's when you start looking for the combination of things and not just the one. Because if you're a man and you're still looking for the perfect body for you, or if you're a woman and you're looking for the perfect salary, um, then, you know, you, you're still being too superficial to land that right, Mr. Right or Miss Right. And that's let my me, let me Let me interject real quick before we mm-hmm. run out of time. Ladies, to define physical and mental, because I think I, I need to give you a definition of it real quick. Physical isn't defined by how cute you are or how nice you dress. You can be Miss America and lose your husband to a lady that bags groceries, an out-of-shape female that bags groceries at a grocery store. is because she has something that you can't, provide your husband with, and that's passion. Mm-hmm. Chemistry is divine, defined by passion. Just like if you are, if you find a man that makes a billion dollars a month, he will not respect you and trust you if you're not like-minded. If he doesn't view you as an equal, you don't have that mental connection. Just because you can talk about trivial stuff doesn't mean anything to him. He's looking for someone who is the other half of him, just like he's looking for a woman that when she kisses him, it's unlike anything else that he's experienced or isn't any, is unlike any other type of a kiss. Like anybody can kiss you, but only one type of kiss has passion in it, and it doesn't, it's not defined by how good you look. I just wow, to that, that was deep, <laughs> and I, and I like how you summarize that. And um, wow, I, I'm glad I kind of passed the show, so it's not going to turn off right now in the one minute mark. Um, the book, y'all, you all have got to get this book. It's why guess when you can know meeting Mr. Right versus Mr. Right now. And my guest today, and the author of this fantastic book, is Michael A. Newman. Tell them how they can find you, Michael, before I ask my um, last question in this segment. How can um, find you? I'm on Facebook. Uh, Meet Mr. Right book is out. It's on Amazon. You can go to the website. You go to the website uh, and order the book. If you order the book today on the website, I'll make sure I send you an autographed copy, uh, courtesy of Mr. Loretta herself. And uh, <laughs> if you look for me on Twitter, Miss, Mr. New Age 2013, but just go to Facebook. Everything's on Facebook. If you find me on Facebook, friend me on Facebook, or go to my fan page, like my fan page, and everything's there, the Twitter, the Instagram. I, uh, 
the bio, everything you need to know. Okay. And and will your book tour and all that be on there? And because we want book clubs to be able to find you. And Angela Bird, your publicist, she is so awesome. She's the one who told me about you, sent me the book. I love Angela. She says, the most amazing guest from the Baltimore, D.C. area. Um, I'm coming to the D.C. area soon, hopefully this year, and we will have to connect and do some kind of conversation around the table about this. And if not, when you come to Memphis, because you uh, you got to get to Memphis some kind of way, so we can have people come out and talk to you and have dialogue about this. Because, oh my goodness, I have more questions than answers now than we and we've been talking for an hour. But the uh, one question that I can't, <laughs> what'd you say? We could do this for days. I'm telling you, relationships are a high topic. <laughs> Especially the way you have it so neatly packaged, you make it very easy for us to discuss it and be able to feel comfortable in being transparent and sharing our personal stories. Some books don't do that for you. They they don't do that for me. So um, I'm just going to give people a teaser. The next time you come back, I want you to answer, how will we find Mr. Wright? How will he find Ms. Wright? You know, what 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 information can you give us? What tips can you give us to to finding him and her, but I think what we should talk about prior to that is how can we get ready for them? Oh, yeah, that's definitely, uh, that's a real conversation. Like <laughs> that's, that's real. Y'all got to go, go grab the book. It's, it's in the book. It is in the book, ladies and gentlemen, but stay tuned in because I will be back to sit and to have another conversation, and we we just going to keep, keep, keep the dialogue open so we can cover everything for everybody because everybody needs to find or deserve to find love and be happy. You are right about that. Well, everybody, thank you so much for listening to Loretta McNary Live Presents and Talks With Relationship. I call you a guru already, um, Michael. I don't know if you read that, but I call you a relationship guru. Um, so, everybody, uh, make sure that you keep posted on when he'll be back on the show. You know, we're here Monday through Thursday at 11 a.m. from Loretta McNary Live Presents. As always, think positive, dream big dreams, help someone along the way, and we'll talk to you real soon. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye.